Well, it looks like it's time to check in on the rogues gallery once again, because America's mayor, Rudolph Giuliani, who is, of course, also famous for starring in the Borat sequel, marrying his cousin, holding a press conference outside of a landscaping business, leaking oil out of his head around that same time, and, of course, sporadically acting as former President Donald Trump's bumbling legal counsel and cybersecurity advisor, among many, many other things. Such as being America's mayor during our darkest moments. Yes. Have some respect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, he is now being sued for sexual harassment, wage theft, and apparently attempting to sell presidential pardons for $2 million a pop. Mm. Well, that's, that's yeah. bad, right? Not good. No, yeah. no. So yeah, it's honestly quite impressive how badly this guy has completely destroyed his reputation in his twilight years. Uh, not that he was ever really a bastion of morality and sound judgment, but you know, the fact that he was the mayor of New York City during 9-11, it did allow him to deflect most criticism uh, coming his way for at least a while. Yeah, you couldn't really... You couldn't really hate on the guy publicly because people would be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was in the midst of a very uh, right-wing, reactionary, mayoral term. Yeah. And 9-11 um, did distract away from all of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, in the public's eyes, it was like, yeah, Rudy Giuliani. How bad could it be? It could be pretty fucking bad, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. Then he hitched himself directly to Donald Trump during his entire administration. And famously, during the tumultuous weeks that followed the 2020 election, uh, Giuliani like publicly debased himself on multiple occasions, of course, to appease Trump and declare without any evidence that the election had been stolen. Mm -hmm. And in recent weeks, we've seen the extent to which Giuliani would go to perpetuate this narrative, thanks to the lawsuit between Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems, where, among other pieces of evidence, an audio recording of Giuliani was submitted where he admitted to not having any evidence to back up the false allegations of election rigging. Well, Giuliani is back in the news once again because of a lawsuit filed by a former staffer that alleges Giuliani sexually harassed and assaulted her, engaged in alcohol-fueled rages, stole money from employees, was constantly rock hard due to what appears to be an addiction to Viagra, and selling presidential pardons on behalf of Donald Trump for $2 million each, a fee that he was allegedly going to split evenly with the former president. Well, that's nice of him. Yeah. That's a, that's a real friend right there. Donnie gets some, I get some, and we don't go through the proper channels, and nobody should know about this. So here's CBS News with more. The suit is from a woman named Noelle Dunphy, who Giuliani hired to handle business development for his firm. It is filled with multiple allegations about an influential politician who reportedly demanded sexual favors, including that Giuliani allegedly drank morning, noon, and night. Oh and my God, I'm shocked. And was frequently intoxicated. Say it ain't so. And therefore his behavior was always unpredictable. Took Viagra constantly, <laughs> would expose himself and tell her that he could not do any work until you take care of this. Oh God. Made clear that satisfying his sexual demands, which came virtually anytime, anywhere, was an absolute requirement of her employment. Yeah, he's a sick fuck. Hmm, that Borat movie uh, kind of really, uh, kind I'm of now, really I'm just uh, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Happy that he, Sasha Baron Cohen, ran it at the last possible second before anything did happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, this man, he 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 adjusts his his pants a lot, apparently. Yes. Well, that's because it's always getting in the way with all the Viagra he's mainly. Yeah. Uh, well, it continues. The suit says Giuliani often demanded that Dunphy work naked or in short shorts with an American flag on them that he bought for her. The that's suit, America's ass. The, uh, the suit also claims Giuliani demanded oral sex while he took phone calls, including with then-President Donald Trump, and told her he enjoyed it because it made him feel like Bill Clinton. She alleges that on several occasions she objected clearly that he did not respect those objections, Kelton said. Dunphy also made tape recordings of some of her exchanges with Giuliani, who, when she was hired in January 2019, was the private attorney of then-President Trump. In fact, when she asked him if his firm had a human resources department where she could file a complaint, he reportedly laughed it off. Giuliani said that he did not have a human resources department, the suit charges, and bragged that no one would ever sue him because he was connected to then-President Trump, and he had private investigators who would punish anyone who complained, according to the lawsuit. There was also the matter of his reportedly inappropriate comments when he had been drinking, comments recorded by Dunphy. According to her attorney, Giuliani was making all kinds of extremely vulgar sexual remarks, 
racist remarks, comments about the genitalia of Jewish men, for example, comments about different ethnic groups, comments about the bodies of prominent women like Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren, imagining them in sexual scenarios. Hmm. Wow. Are, you, are we sure this is Rudy Giuliani and not just Jacob Wall in his latest... Uh, it really reads like that, stunts? doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, now, this is, of course, garbage human behavior. Yeah, what a piece of shit. But the accusations are made worse by the addition of what appears to be blatant corruption of the highest levels with a pardon-for-profit scheme that he appeared to be running with Trump. Or at least splitting the profits with. I mean, Trump can, with pretty much anything, be like, well, I had nothing to do with that. Clearly, that was crazy Rudy. Uh, anyways, here's the Washington Post with more on that aspect of this whole thing. Giuliani asked Miss Dunphy if she knew anyone in need of a pardon, <laughs> telling her that he was selling pardons for $2 million, which he and President Trump would split. If she did, the allegation continues, she would refer individuals seeking pardons to him, so long as they did not go through the normal channels of the Office of the Pardon Attorney, because those communications would otherwise be subject to Freedom of Information Act requests. Hey, kid, you need a pardon? But don't go telling anyone. No paper trails for these pardons. Two million. You need a pardon? Outrageous. Come on. Outrageous. So yeah, and the reporting adds that the allegation that Giuliani was offering pardons for $2 million has been made before. In January 2021, shortly before Trump left office, the New York Times reported that former CIA officer John Kiriakou had been told that Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudolph W. Giuliani, could help him secure a pardon for $2 million. Kiriakou rejected the request, but an associate worried about the legality of such an offer tipped off the FBI. Kiriakou was not granted a pardon. And uh, yeah, by the way, that Kiriakou guy, he's been chasing a pardon since forever. Yeah. He was the CIA guy who exposed the use of torture against terror suspects, but also got some pretty important information about it wrong, which led to a shockingly accepting public perception of the practice throughout the early 2000s. Yeah. We tortured, but it works. But it didn't. But it actually did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> random that this story included Kiriakou, uh, because I'm literally, uh, I'll show it now, I'm literally in the middle of this, this book here, and it covers his story in detail. There's your random, unintentional Internet Today book club recommendation. But yeah, basically, this guy said, yeah, we waterboarded this terrorist a few times, but then he gave us really important information. Works like a charm. About Osama bin Laden. Except the truth of the matter was that they'd actually starved the guy, kept him hydrated through a tube inserted into his rectum, waterboarded him nearly a hundred times in 17 days, and subjected him to sleep deprivation. All of that for information that the prisoner had already given to the FBI through normal interrogation tactics like simply talking to him. Uh, Kiriakou blew the whistle on torture, but in doing so gave the public and pundits factually incorrect reasons to justify its continued use. And yes, uh, that title of the book that I showed you, it is a reference to the viral video of the woman claiming that Monster Energy Drink is satanic. So I haven't gotten to that part of the book yet, but uh, bottoms up and the devil laughs. But back to the Giuliani pardon scandal. Yes, this is a claim that's been made since at least the late days of the Trump administration, including a letter that was written by an Illinois representative to the Justice Department directly at the time, which read as follows. I am writing with grave concern following recent reports that President Trump intends to issue as many as 100 pardons in his final day in office at the same time that his close associates have been selling access to the president to those seeking clemency for thousands of dollars and potentially far more. As it all relates to this most recent lawsuit, Giuliani's attorneys responded to these articles saying that their client unequivocally denies the allegations raised by Ms. Dunphy, in addition to attempting to cast doubts on her credibility by including a pejorative quote from a former boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know, this guy says he's kind of a bitch, so... Uh, yeah, I so, guess they were. They, her and her former boyfriend were also in a legal battle where he ended up having to pay her $10,000. So I guess not. wouldn't assume that would be the most reputable source for uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, weird choice of character witness. Anyway, that's <laughs> where we're at with this Giuliani news. His sweaty brow and leaky brain make a bit more sense now, considering they might have been rushing to sell some lucrative pardons around the time that Giuliani was desperately trying to frame Dominion and mainlining Viagra and propositioning his employees while also refusing to pay them, allegedly, and also just piss fucking drunk the entire time. The entire, the which, entire time. Which was the most obvious, like... Yeah, at, he was doing nightly news appearances yeah. and it was, you could smell him the through time, the TV. you're like, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which 
off topic, but I, when we filmed the last episode, I hadn't seen like a longer cut of the Elon CNBC interview, and he is like, I'm pretty sure he's fucked up too. The, uh, the loading brain one. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this, this guy's doing drugs allegedly, according to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's stupid. No, I I think he's uh, I think he's he's staying up. He's like working off two hours of sleep a night because he's like super efficient, like genius yeah. man. Yeah. But like taking like lots of uppers to do that. But like you well, you can't do that for extended periods of time without. He's also like sleeping and walking around full of piss because he has to wake up his bodyguards anytime that he has to use the bathroom. And that's why the reports have come out that he tried to have a new bathroom installed right by where he works so that he wouldn't have to bother them. Very yeah. nice, very nice of him. Anyway, to... that's all the Elon news for today. Is it all the Elon yes, news? Yes, there's okay. no, hey. I don't believe there's any more. He's doing slander though. It's hilarious. He's just, he's just slandering people on the timeline. Okay. Also, uh, yeah, a new uh, two-hour uh, limit just dropped on the website. So already... People have been uploading Shrek and Super Mario Brothers all day long. Yeah, yeah. Someone did the math and figured out exactly how many feature-length movies you'd have to upload to completely offset the hosting uh, savings they get from Twitter Blue members, and it was, like, not a lot. It was, yeah, like, it a was, couple hundred movies. No, it was 70 movies, and that's <laughs> that's it for yeah. the extended time that they exist on the platform. Yeah. So, like, not even 70 in one month. It's just if you put 70 <laughs> uh, two-hour files on there, you're gonna he's going to be... <laughs> Spending more than you're giving him. Anyway, very exciting. But yeah. that's enough of, enough of that. Let's move on now to the next in our line of GOP weirdos. And for those of you who think we're doing we're being partisan, yeah. I thought this was a news channel. Why why what's with all the bias? Well, uh, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah. This is a biased news channel. But also, uh, we will get to our weekly what the fuck is Diane Feinstein doing segment for a little balance yeah, i guess fair and balanced yeah the, the feinstein stands are gonna be so mad when they we, are they're gonna be raging they exist which is fucking weird but uh, let's before that let's check in on ronnie ron DeSantis. yeah put picture it here uh laughing like a complete fucking psychopath the more the more cameras get put in this guy's face the better the the freakier he looks he, he is he, he is, doesn't know how to smile he doesn't know how to laugh doesn't know how to dress and while the photo is a fantastic addition to the growing list of examples of Ron DeSantis cackling like a madman at the most innocuous interactions, He's... or <laughs> while signing legislation that could doom his state for eternity, uh, the video really captures the full scope of his brown nosing. Here you go. You have like a 1955 Porsche in there. That was nice. How much is that worth? <laughs> yeah, before the guy even like finishes whatever he's saying, Ron DeSantis is already just good yeah. one, sir. Just, I need this state more than anyone because I am literally, literally about to announce my run for president. I have two weeks left to do it, and I'm waiting till the last second. Yeah, he literally has two weeks to to announce. Also, I don't know how exaggerated this is, but like he banned. Uh, I don't know what difference it was, but somehow he cracked down on uh, migrant. Undocumented yeah. labor. <laughs> we we touch on it lightly, okay. but yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, while it is easy to clown on this dude, which we will continue to do in a moment as it relates to his battle with Disney, it is important to point out, uh, like Elliot said, he he's continuing to sign legislation that is turning Florida into an authoritarian hellhole. In recent days, he signed an anti-immigration bill that criminalizes undocumented workers, which could have a drastic effect on construction projects, food availability, and pricing, and might cause supply chain issues as truck drivers have shown an interest in boycotting the state. Yeah, I've seen like pictures of like produce aisles. I don't know how quickly this would like come into effect, but uh, yeah, I mean, this country does rely on a lot yeah. of undocumented labor that no one really wants to like acknowledge. Yeah, but... we, we would prefer that all workers make a living wage, but it is quite obvious that this country is able to artificially keep prices low thanks to low-wage immigrant labor. People who do backbreaking physical labor in sweltering conditions, jobs that, despite claims to the contrary, are unable to be filled uh, by those who claim their jobs are being stolen. Also, apparently, child labor. That keeps popping up in the past, like, couple months. Yeah. I guess we're doing child labor again. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, so not exactly ideal and a uh, very big open secret for how America operates in general, but uh, there you go. And now there's going to either be shortages or prices will absolutely skyrocket. Well, we just got to send all of our 13-year-old sons out into the fields to pick those oranges and uh, get the state back on track. The children, they long for the mines. Children, they long for the fields. They long for the fields. They long for the drywall. Yes. It's going to be fine. Uh, and we're taking away, you don't need to get any like a, apprenticeship or anything. 
to no. work in construction. We're, Give you, that kid a nail gun right now. Give that kid a nail gun. No, Put him on a roof. No eye protection either. We're we're abolishing OSHA from the entire state of Florida. Hey, look, here's a minuscule hurricane. Uh-oh, there goes all the houses that the children yeah. built. Well, we'll build new ones. Yeah. Keep the economy moving. That's right, more jobs. Um, yeah, so. So anyway, in addition to, uh, yeah, potentially making Florida starve to death, <laughs> DeSantis just signed bills that target drag shows and trans rights and care for transgender children. Oh, good. Uh, from the BBC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed bills banning children from undergoing transgender medical treatments or going to drag shows and restricting pronoun use in classrooms. Okay, public bathrooms and changing rooms must also be separate based on biological sex under the legislation. He said the laws would make the state a refuge of sanity. Critics called the measures mean-spirited. The reporting adds that while this legislation is aimed at kids, one measure also places new restrictions on adults seeking transgender medical treatment. Oh my God, this is my shocked face. I can't believe they're using the pretext of protecting the children to go after adults seeking any sort of trans... Oh, Just like I, the what? so-called what? don't say gay bill, which was like... Why is everyone freaking out? It's only for, you know, kindergarten through third grade. You'll it's be like fine! Immediately, immediately, uh, not that it wasn't bad in the first place, but immediately shoots it up to like, yeah, everyone in every school. And also, I love the idea uh, of just the broad statement of banning pronouns yeah. in school. <laughs> what? Doesn't even fucking make no sense. No more pronouns. <laughs> I don't. I I cannot communicate. <laughs> yeah, communication. We're all gonna talk like fucking cavemen. Yeah. Uh, but back to, back the to the uh, actually uh, potentially stopping adults from see yeah. seeking uh, transgender medical treatment. Such patients must now obtain written consent on a form adopted by two oversight boards whose members are appointed by the governor. So if you are a full, full-grown fucking adult, uh, it's, it's a register with the state. It's not sure between it's you a... and your doctor. It is between you, your doctor, and the state of Florida and whoever was appointed to the job that you have to consult with, who I'm sure is a well-balanced, well-meaning person. Well, they might be well-balanced <laughs> and well-meaning, but they are definitely splitting their time between two uh, appointed positions. That's uh, uh, affirming uh, transgender care and uh, inspecting the monorails at, at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> Looks pretty cool, I guess. What a fucking shithole. How do these things work? Anyways, can I bring my family here for free? Uh, in addition to that, though, a new gun law goes live in Florida starting on July 1st, and it's essentially the opposite of what you may be thinking of when you hear the term gun law. That's great timing, too, because that's like right when every night for like four hours there's fucking pops and bangs going off constantly. Yeah. So it's, that'll help ease the Florida population into the fact that everyone is now armed. Yeah. At all times. Covertly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also a nation that's already on edge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Kind of the opposite of a gun law, but uh, that's because this law makes it legal for any gun owner in the state of Florida to conceal carry without a permit. Previously, while it was relatively easy to acquire a permit for concealed carry in that state, you had to take a classroom course, you had to participate in firearm instruction time, and you had to pass an exam. Now, anyone who purchases a gun may carry it on them at any time, in any fashion, hidden or otherwise, and will not need to keep that gun locked up. Couple this with Florida's infamous stand your ground law, and it's hard to wonder how this could possibly go wrong. Especially the week of the 4th of July. And look, I was literally home for two days this past weekend to see my mom for Mother's Day. And in that very, very short time frame that I was there, I thought I was, I was driving home uh, from seeing friends, I thought, oh, this must be like a DUI checkpoint or something. No, as I pulled up to the intersection, it was clearly a crime scene. I witnessed this firsthand. And then I continued on, checked the local news the next morning, and I found out that it was a road rage incident where one driver pulled out his gun and brandished it, resulting in a person in the other car pulling out their gun and unloading it into the first guy, killing him. Well, uh, they stood their ground. Both of them. I would and say the best man won. I would say that the, it's like the Wild West in this country, specifically Florida. But I think that would actually be downplaying it. Uh, at this it actually point. is the Wild West. Uh, every town in the Wild West, they're all the ones with any sort of like they check your guns. Yeah, you literally weren't allowed in the town center with a gun. <laughs> like they had systems in place where they're like, yeah, no, you can't. I mean, everywhere around here, sure. 
pew pew to your heart's delight. You come into town, you're going to the, the saloon, you're going to the bank, whatever. Yeah, you're checking your guns with the sheriff's office because that would be stupid and insane for everyone to be walking around with a fucking gun. Not saying it's right either way, but it would be potentially, well, certainly funnier, but uh, potentially more life-saving because it would give people fucking time to cool down and not be psychos is if they just brought back the duel. So these people get in a road rage, one slaps the other with a white glove, and they say, look, we're going to meet tomorrow at noon. Yeah. And we're going to suss this out. And then by then, they're like, "What? That, this is definitely not worth dying over. Clearly. Well, sorry, no take backsies. You're doing that duel. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to make them do it. Finish what you start, bitch. <laughs> You're going to the duel. You better win. No, it's like, it, it's, it's, <laughs> especially in this case, it's like, imagine not acting out of complete blind rage. And I'm not sure if, like, going back to the DUI thing, which it wasn't a DUI checkpoint, it was a crime scene. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but are they testing people for uh, booze after they shoot and kill someone? You would hope so, but... This person yeah. was free to go, by the way, as far as the most recent report I read. Yeah, I mean, they it, it all checks out. According yeah. to the laws of the land, this man was simply uh, exercising his rights. So... yeah. Have a nice day, sir. All I'm saying is, like, if, you know, if they would have just said, I declare a duel, I think the next day they'd be like, you know what? I don't think this is uh, worth either of us dying over. Right, but you still have to do the duel because you, you agreed <laughs> to the duel. That's, it'd be very dishonorable to back out of a duel. All right, well, we have two conflicting viewpoints on that, but I think we're, uh, sort, we're on the same, we're in the same book, just not yeah. on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But anyway, let's pivot. Once again, away from tragedy, and instead, let's look at some of the immediate effects of Ronnie Ron DeSantis' leadership of his state, keeping in mind that he is poised to announce his run for the presidency any minute, maybe within the next two weeks. No, he has to within the next two weeks, apparently. Oh, tick-tock, yeah. Ronnie Ron. Mm -hmm. So Disney, <laughs> Ron DeSantis' mortal enemy, Disney, yeah. has pulled the plug on its $1 billion development in Florida, which I had the inside track on like 30 minutes before this hit the presses because um, I have family who were about to be forced to move to Florida and we're not looking forward to it. And we're very happy to learn that Ron DeSantis has made it so they can stay in His Southern California. His extended family is going to be okay, everyone. So anyway, aside from the clear financial <laughs> benefit of dumping a billion dollars into the local economy, uh, it would have also created more than 2,000 jobs in the region. Uh, high paying jobs too. Yeah. A hilarious conclusion to the treatment of a corporation by the allegedly pro-business governor. And again, hard to side with a major corporation on most things, especially one as major as Disney. But yeah. uh, seeing the immediate result of a pointless culture war battle is fascinating to watch and should be inexcusable for members of his very pro-business party. Yes, and they have been outspoken about it. So I'm sure yeah. that they're not happy with this. Well, it's this. like, I mean, if you're going to do this, fucking hire the best fucking lawyers you can find. Do not take this lightly. Disney has a contingency plan for every possible outcome. They've been around for over a hundred years and, and you are a single term or, or I guess two term Florida governor. Instead, you are limited up. Instead, if you look at the timeline, he was like, all right, you know what? Screw you. Well, I'm appointing my crew to take over this area. We're going to call it Reedy Creek or whatever, and we're going to take it over. And all right, that's done. I haven't read any of the fine print, but I'm sure it's airtight. We did it. And I'm going to go on an international book tour. I'll be back. Mission accomplished. And then he fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Disney's like, well, okay, let's do the bare minimum work here and uh, enter in some last minute stipulations that give us back control. And also, fuck this guy. Anyway, here's the New York Times. In March, Disney called Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida anti-business for his scorched-earth attempt to tighten oversight of the company's theme park resort near Orlando. Last month, when Disney sued the governor and his allies for what it called a targeted campaign of government retaliation, the company made clear that $17 billion in planned investment in Walt Disney World was on the line. Quote, Does the state want us to invest more, employ more people, and pay more taxes? Or not? Robert A. Iger, Bob Iger, Disney's chief executive, said on an earnings-related conference call with analysts last week. On Thursday, Mr. Iger and Josh DeMero, Disney's theme park and consumer products chairman, showed that they were not bluffing, pulling the plug on an office complex that was scheduled for construction in Orlando at a cost of roughly $1 billion. It would have brought more than 2,000 Disney jobs to the region, with $120,000 as the average salary, according to an estimate from the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity. 
Florida officials have repeatedly pointed to the Lake Nona development as an example of economic vibrancy in Orlando, which suffered mightily during the pandemic. Noting that hotel chains and retailers were moving into the Lake Nona area in anticipation of Disney's arrival, the Orlando Business Journal in January called the complex a major economic driver for the region. Woof. So not only... I mean, this, has, this is going to have a cooling effect on better, the entire area. You know what? Better broke than woke. That's what I say. <laughs> I'd rather be broke than go woke. Uh, yeah. But you, he might that, agree with you. And that's because when you go woke, you go broke. So I, But I didn't go woke. Yeah. But I'm broke. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So take that, liberal. <laughs> Then again, though, Disney has made some huge financial blunders on their own. Yeah. Uh, and one of the most notorious was just served its death sentence. The Galactic Star Cruiser. Whoa! A.K.A. the outrageously expensive Star Wars Hotel with no windows that costs over $5,000 for a two-night stay in what was essentially an extended ride with cosplayers and you're just in character the whole fucking time. It's, yeah, forced. 24-7 uh, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Get in, nerd. We're doing Star Wars in here. They're officially shutting that shit down just a little over one year after it opened. Another who could Very have seen funny. this coming, coming thing. Another yeah. one that I had a kind of inside track on. This was a major... This took years of work. Yeah, to put together. It's it's uh, it's like a Broadway show a that very performs. ambitious project. <laughs> <Yes>. Constantly, <laughs> yeah. they ha they had to supply it with uh, real life actors in in costumes and full makeup to make it seem alive and worth the exorbitant price. So the idea that this was in any way a sustainable project, considering the price tag, was always insane. Obviously, it needed to have that price tag, considering the entire experience was based on a highly interactive experience filled with dozens of costume performers making the whole thing feel alive. But there's really, there's only so many wealthy nerds <laughs> to burn through. And those wealthy people have to have been big enough Star Wars fans that they would be willing to stay in a tiny windowless room for days, cut off from the rest of the world, while walking amongst actors in costumes and makeup who are trying to get them to play along in childlike scenarios. So yeah, just wow. I, I'm like, I mean, at least the Star Trek experience in Vegas lasted like eight years or something. Like, this it, is wild. What's What's crazy is that you get all you need off of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, it's a solid, you know, from front to back. I'm in Star Wars. Minute, that was cool. Fifteen minute experience. You're like, cool. I don't have to live like this for two days and spend and just insane amount of money. Like that's a lot, a lot, a lot of. I, and that's just for two people. That's not including the kids. Yeah. Like, you bring two fucking shithead kids who are going to come, by the way, complain the entire time because you are, for the most part, foisting your fucking love yeah. of this franchise onto them. I'm sure they think that Grogu's cute or whatever. Yeah. And maybe they've seen a clone war. But really... The they're... kids that you yell at not to touch your Funko Pops. Yes. Because they'll, they'll ruin the value. Kids, yeah. kids <laughs> who love Disney cry at Disney. Yeah. So like Disneyland is already it's already a place where families get torn apart. Saw yeah. like a video financially, yeah, saw, emotionally. Saw a video the other day of two families who had just entered, I believe it was Anaheim, Disneyland, uh getting into like a full on like fist fight over like taking a picture in front of the flower garden. And it's like, all right, well, uh, neither of you get to go in and you're probably banned for life. So I hope it was fucking worth it. It never is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, here's the verge with more on this. Disney World is shutting down the Galactic Star Cruiser, the immersive Star Wars-themed hotel that cost around $5,000 for a two-night stay. In an update on Disney's website, the company says the Star Cruiser will host its final guests from September 28th to the 30th. Quote, We are so proud of all the cast members and Imagineers who brought Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser to life and look forward to delivering an excellent experience for guests during the remaining voyages over the coming months, Disney's update says. Thank you to our guests and fans for making this experience so special. Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser hasn't been around for long, as it only first opened its doors to guests in March 2022. The lavish hotel is modeled after the Halcyon in Star Wars, featuring highly detailed decor, interactive events, themed dining, and live entertainment spanning a two-night experience. But with a price of roughly $4,807 for two adults, or $5,999 for three adults and one kid, weird makeup there. Uh, Disney doesn't exactly make taking the stay very affordable. Again, dumbest oh. dumbest idea ever. Now it'll just rot in the Florida sun until the swamp inevitably swallows it whole. Now it's a gator hotel. Yes, the gators live there. 
Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm shocked that Disney hasn't pulled back on its plans for that planned desert community yet. That's the one where Disney adults can live inside the, the Disney experience full time, 24 hours a day, forever. Yeah. At great expense, by the way. Well, they spared no expense. And in the desert. Well, it's good for, it's good for the, the body. You can't get tuberculosis in the desert. <laughs> That's true. I read that somewhere. <laughs> Impossible. It's uh, literally not possible to get tuberculosis in the desert. <laughs> and if you have it, it just dries it right up. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, if we had to guess, I'd say that's probably next on the old chopping block. Oh, and there's uh, they, they also announced a bunch of uh, cuts to their streaming service, which were very similar to the, what WB's been doing. David yeah. Zoslov's really steering the entire industry with his decisions. Z they Zoslov said that there needs to be more consolidation of streaming. He's just like, they are literally reinventing cable because they are so upset that yeah. cord cutting existed for 10 Disney years. Disney is pulling a bunch of shows that literally started airing this year. They're pulling yeah. them off their lineup and licensing them out to like Roku or whatever. Yeah. Like shows that literally within like some less than six months. Yeah, because so, they're like, oh, people actually want to watch these because they're new. Uh, yeah, it's... It's wild. We're coming to an end of an era, I think. They've plateaued on the the quest for infinite content growth. Yeah. I mean, I, technically, they plateaued probably like two years ago, but it's just now hitting them yeah, they financially. Had, like, <laughs> the, the, the last putterings around was yeah. the post-pandemic. Like, oh, this is completely unsustainable. What the yeah. fuck are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's wheel Diane Feinstein in here. She uh, looks great, everyone. Uh, so, we've grown even more concerned with DiFi's refusal to retire. Mm -hmm. uh, she is very old. And yeah. yeah, before we get all the way into this, we should probably mention that at this point, it's pretty clear that in addition to not being um, mentally fit for office, uh, she almost certainly isn't mentally fit to declare her intention to step down and retire. She's just not mentally fit. Yes. Um... She doesn't know where she is, literally. Yeah, and that's not just an expression. During <laughs> during an interview this week, uh, she was confused as to why people thought she was away from DC at all. They're like, "Oh, welcome back. Uh, what's Wh what were you?" What? She's like, "I've been here the whole time." Like, yeah, no, she was in California, yeah. uh, uh, recovering from first shingles. of all shingles, but also uh, apparently a lot more, and we'll get to it. Yeah. So as we've said before, this appears to be elder abuse. This yeah. is, uh, you know, it happened to Stan Lee, and uh, now it's happening to a fucking senator. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's also grinding judicial confirmations to a halt. The Democrats cannot get certain things done while she remains in her position. It's also come to light that her um, medical complications were a lot more severe than were previously reported and that there might be some kind of power play going on behind the scenes, which would explain why she's being mindlessly carted around when she should be relaxing somewhere with her family. Uh, yeah, living out her, clearly her I don't even know if you'd call it the twilight years, the the tail end, the post credits. So yeah. let's let's just get to that interview first. Here's, she could have retired when I was born. She was old when she was the mayor of San Francisco in the eighties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's insane. This yeah. woman's been around for too long, and uh, yeah, and, and and it's not that she's a woman. No, it's <laughs> I mean. No matter how much Nancy Pelosi would like you to think that this is sexism. It's not, because, well, first of all, the only equivalent to this is Chuck Grassley, who's a Republican, so, yeah, get rid of him. But, like, yeah. Chuck Grassley at least still, like, shows up to work and seems to be... Cognitive? I guess, mostly <laughs> cognitive. Like, his Twitter feed is amazing, because it's clearly him writing, and it's just, it's literally old man fat thumbs, but, like... Yeah, like... If you... They, I, I think everyone over fucking 80 years old should be out of there. If you can't drive a car, you can't drive Except the for country. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, let's get to the interview All first. Gentiles over 80 out of Congress. <laughs> uh, let's get to the interview first, though. Uh, here's Slate, whose reporter conducted this very brief interview in D.C. It's been hard to find the senator since her return. She's kept her movements mostly to the least populated passageways and skipped luncheons and non-urgent committee hearings. I asked her how she was feeling. Oh, I'm feeling fine. I have a problem with the leg. A fellow reporter staking out the elevator asked what was wrong with the leg. Well, nothing that's anyone's concern but mine, she said. When the fellow reporter asked her what the response from her colleagues had been like since her return, the conversation took an odd turn. No, I haven't been gone, she said. Uh, okay, you should follow the... 
I haven't been gone. I've been working. When asked whether she meant that she'd been working from home, she turned feisty. No, I've been here. I've been voting, she said. Oh! Please, you either know or don't know. After deflecting one final question about those like Rep. Ro Khanna, who've called on her to resign, she was wheeled away. What the fuck are we doing here? If this were a member of the Republican Party, even your most libbed-up hippies would be screaming for their resignation. But for the weeks leading up to this most recent, very brief interview, anyone critical of Feinstein's refusal to step down was labeled as sexist or ageist or something. It's literally that that like stock photo meme of the like girl pushing her grandma around. And the grandma's just babbling like, "Okay, grandma." I, I've I've seen it uh, posted many times over the past two weeks of the uh, like dehydrated worm from SpongeBob in a wheelchair, yeah, and they're like, "I don't even have to say anything. You yeah, know who this the is." The fact that to. you know what this is that was this is a reference to is that's the problem. So yeah, anyways, in regards to her medical condition and the constantly changing severity of it, uh, here's CNN. Senator Dianne Feinstein's office confirmed on Thursday that the California Democrat experienced broader health complications following her shingles diagnosis, contradicting an earlier denial from the senator herself. A Feinstein spokesperson said in a statement to CNN that those complications included Ramsey-Hunt syndrome and encephalitis. <laughs> what? The spokesperson added... While the encephalitis resolved itself shortly after she was released from the hospital in March, she continues to have complications from Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. Earlier on Thursday, Feinstein told CNN she did not have encephalitis, saying, It really has never been diagnosed properly. It really was a bad flu, Feinstein said, adding, I'm doing better, thank you. I didn't have no encephalitis. <laughs> it is rare for a Senate office to publicly contradict its own senator. Feinstein has been dogged by health questions for years, including over her memory, questions that have only intensified during her months-long absence from the Senate and her recent return. Encephalitis is inflammation of the brain. It can be caused by many types of infections, but it is known to be a rare complication from shingles. Ramsey-Hunt syndrome can occur when a case of shingles affects a facial nerve close to an eye, according to the Mayo Clinic. What? She's fine. She's fine. Ma'am, how, uh, how was the recovery from the encephalitis? What? <laughs> Diane needs to spend a weekend out in Phoenix, Arizona, soaking up that sun. That encephalitis will dry right out. <laughs> At Disney's beautiful resort. Yeah. Yeah. What? I got the itis? <laughs> this is horrible. This is she, fucked up. Like, I, I'm not trying to clown on her or anything. And like, like every... I mean, I, I, I don't like her very much, but also, like, just... Get out of the way! Every day that passes, Ken Klippenstein is further vindicated <laughs> yeah. for just, like, posting the names and photos of all of her staffers being like, these are the people uh, enabling this to happen. And people are like, oh my god, how could you do that? How can you name and shame these, Plus, these staffers? And it's like, well, if, the, if anyone's responsible for this, it's these people who just go into work and be like, yep, go into my job at Senator Dianne Feinstein's office. By the way, she where was everything is normal. she said, and, yeah. and, and she's going to deny it right now. But God uh, damn it. This is rare that we do this. But also, look, I, I get that, you know, their families have been friends for a while. But the optics of Nancy Pelosi's daughter being uh, Dianne Feinstein's fucking caregiver is weird. Yeah, that's the new angle that just dropped. And yeah, the... The reasoning behind it, um, simultaneously sinister and makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah, it's it, like, uh, okay. It, it is odd, but it has been pointed out that there might be some kind of political power play happening in the background of all of this, which of course has something to do with the Pelosi's because, of course. Here's Politico. Nancy Corrine Prouda blended into the swarm around the legendary California Democrat. The San Francisco Chronicle made note of her presence, but left unreported amid the spectacle was the larger role that Prouda, the eldest child of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, has come to play in Feinstein's life as the 89-year-old has dealt with the absence of her deceased husband, the departure of trusted staffers, a nasty case of shingles, nasty. and spiraling concerns about her fitness for office. Not only did Prouda escort Feinstein around Capitol Hill last week, she was again at her side yesterday, helping aides surround the senator in a Capitol hallway as a reporter tried to speak to her. Multiple people familiar with the arrangement say it's only the most visible part of a quiet but critical role the Pelosi family has played in helping to take care of the ailing senator, both in Washington and San Francisco. Man, this fucking gerontocracy we live in <laughs> fucking sucks. I hate it. 
Anyway, it continues. By all accounts, the arrangement is rooted in a long and friendly relationship between Feinstein and the Pelosi's, twin pillars of San Francisco politics. But among some of those who are aware, it has also raised uncomfortable questions about whether Nancy Pelosi's political interests are in conflict with Feinstein's personal interests. The intrigue surrounds the future of Feinstein's seat. Pelosi has endorsed Representative Adam Schiff, her longtime protege and former hand-picked House Intelligence Committee chair, to succeed Feinstein after her sixth and final term ends next year. But if Feinstein were to bow to pressure and retire early, Schiff's advantage could disappear. Governor Gavin Newsom has pledged to appoint a black woman to serve out her term, and one of Schiff's declared opponents, Representative Barbara Lee, would fit the bill. If DiFi resigns right now, there's an enormous probability that Barbara Lee gets appointed. Thus it makes it harder for Schiff. One Pelosi family confidant told Playbook, adding that the relationship between Pelosi, her daughter, and the senator is being kept under wraps and very, very closely held. It's very tricky and political because they want her to stay in the Senate, said the person who spoke on condition of anonymity to speak candidly about a sensitive situation. The political thinking is that if DiFi stays as long as possible, it helps Schiff as well. Pelosi's office confirmed in a statement to Playbook that her daughter has been supporting her in her shingles recovery. Spokesman Aaron Bennett said Prouda has been friends with Feinstein for decades, as has Pelosi herself. But Bennett rejected suggestions that Pelosi was seeking to influence Feinstein's de decisions about her future. Yet Pelosi has been among Feinstein's most vocal defenders, as more and more Democrats have raised questions about her ability to serve. Last month, when Feinstein's extended absence due to shingles prompted some Democrats to call for her immediate retirement, Pelosi moved quickly to shut down those calls. Quote, I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate, Pelosi told reporters after reps Ro Khanna and Dean Phillips spoke <laughs> out. The resignation push quickly petered out. Man, if I have to choose between this and, like, the, the Democrat fuckery in, like, Illinois, I'd go with Illinois in a fucking heartbeat. Like, at least that shit's fun. This over here... Is like bluest fucking state in the country, and you've got a bunch of like 85 year olds who control fucking everything, and you gotta go through them to get anywhere, and they will never retire, and that's just it. No. Like, Adam Schiff's like 60 something years old, and he's like the young man going yeah. to like. He's the little boy. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. This, it, ridiculous this is fucking insane i hate it so much here god damn it uh so yeah this obviously shouldn't have anything to do with her gender at all it should be in the best interest of her health yeah. and the health of the party the future of the party and the tide <laughs> appears to be turning a, a recent poll showed that 65 percent of americans including 64 percent of democrats said feinstein should resign due to her over a month long absence you know if it was a, if it was a man uh, you know, threatening to jump off a building, you'd probably, you'd probably just say do it. But as soon as it's a woman, you're like, oh, you shouldn't jump off the building. That's dangerous. <laughs> she doesn't need your help. <laughs> God. But Fuck. Just, holy shit. We needed uh, a little mental health break here. <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. Let's talk about social media instead. Specifically TikTok. Yeah. More I... specifically TikTok and its operation in Let the me state just, of uh, go, Montana. Sign into TikTok using my VPN. I am located in Billings, Montana. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, Hank Green, I'm worried about him today. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, well, uh, so far this doesn't uh, go after the users, though that doesn't specifically mention the creators. Uh, it's more going after after the, the Apple's App Store, the Google Play Store, okay, and TikTok in but general, like, which seems unenforceable. But, yeah, it uh, seems yeah. like just VPN, whatever. It is going to be illegal to use TikTok in Montana after their governor, Greg Gianforte, signed the bill into law, making the state the first in the nation to completely ban the app within its borders. And again, if you're going to ban or regulate TikTok, you need to also ban or regulate every other social media app out there because they're all doing what you claim that TikTok is doing, except in some cases, it has been proven to be worse, it's likely worse, and there's already been actual, verifiable cases that show that specifically Meta through Instagram and Facebook have engaged in such activities. Yeah, but I don't know. Like when an American steals my data, it just feels more okay than when a when a sneaky Chinese does it. Yeah, that's that's the claim. <laughs> but yeah, their, their governor is simply pointing at China and saying that China is trying to steal the data of everyone in Montana. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that valuable Montana data. Oh, let me get. It. Oh no, they blocked us. Oh Montana, what are we gonna do without that Montana data? Everyone here is searching for belt buckles. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is all while they, uh, I guess, assume that Facebook and Twitter are, or every other company are just not doing this. Google, you know, it's fine when they do it. Yeah. Here's NPR. 
Governor Greg Gianforte signed Senate Bill 419 on Wednesday, saying he wants to protect the state's residents' private information from being compromised. He pointed to the Chinese government as a potential threat. The Chinese Communist Party using TikTok to spy on Americans, violate their privacy, and collect their personal, private, and sensitive information is well documented. It's not, actually. Governor John Forte said, there is no direct evidence that the Chinese <laughs> government has ever accessed TikTok user data. However, TikTok's critics point to laws in China that allow the government to access to a company's customer records. According to the measure in Montana, platforms that offer the app on their marketplaces, such as the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, will be subject to fines up to $10,000 a day for violations. The ban will take effect January 1st, 2024. So it sounds like if you just, as long as you download it onto your phone before yeah, then, you're bit. fine? Yeah, and then there's going to be that market in Montana for phones uh, that had it downloaded on it. Yeah, you literally just oh, go to Wyoming right at the border, like, hey, we got, we got phones, we got or VPN got, it. Got TikTok phones over here. VPN it. Yeah, this seems like anything. Yeah. Seems like it'll probably be pretty easy to get around, but what do I know? And as expected, a lawsuit has already been filed claiming that the ban is unconstitutional. Here's Axios. Five TikTok creators are suing Montana's attorney general over plans to impose a statewide ban on the popular Chinese-owned social media platform due to security concerns. The law argues that the ban that would prohibit Montana residents from using the app infringes on First Amendment rights, is unconstitutional, and preempted by federal law. Montana has no authority to enact laws advancing what it believes should be the United States foreign policy or its national security interests, nor may Montana ban an entire forum for communication based on its perceptions that some speech shared through that forum, though protected by the First Amendment, is dangerous, argues the suit filed in federal court in Missoula late Wednesday. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen said after Governor Greg Gianforte signed the bill into law Wednesday that he expected a legal challenge and was fully prepared to defend this, legisl this legislation. I don't think this is going to uh, I don't think it's going to survive the, the scrutiny of the legal system. No, this is this is performative at best yeah. and it's going to quiet all of the dozens of residents of Montana and they'll never even look up or hear about the fact that this ended up failing before yeah. it ever went into effect because they're going to be like, yeah, it's banned here. I don't use it. I've never used it. And I have no idea that anyone else is using it. But in my mind, our governor did the thing. They should ban Bud Light while they're at it. Oh, that's coming next. Ted Cruz is really looking into that. Even uh, his own 50... fans are like, what's there to investigate? They ran an ad. They are we all hate. Literally two <laughs> months into nonstop coverage of a very targeted, small influencer yeah. campaign for Bud Light. Not in, like, just one part of a campaign. Like, they gave yeah, customized yeah, yeah. bottles to, like, yeah. a bunch of, like, influencers. It was just, like, you know, one little video on their feed. It would have gotten buried under, like, five more videos by the end of the, the day. Like, it, it was just not a fucking thing until all the fucking freaks on the right who just go looking for shit to get mad at found it. And, boy, they've really, uh... They've made quite the wall hill out of this. Or it's algorithmically served to them because of their uh, yeah. you know, search histories that they... Uh... Why do all these gay guys keep trying to suck my dick? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep getting gay porn ads all the time? Totally weird. Uh, but yes, okay, for, for real mental health break this time, uh, at least for you know one part of the episode, gotta do it. Uh, I have been playing the shit out of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, a video game for children. And uh, here's my initial thoughts. Eight to ten hours... Did into... you play the first one? Breath of the Wild, yeah. 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 Okay. But it's been so, like, if I put a game down for like a month, I forget everything about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this one, I want to say, I'm having a blast. I've I do... just seen people building shit. Yes. It's like <laughs> so, Minecraft or something. I, 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 it, I believe it lives up to the hype as far as a fun game to play because it really makes me, it, 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 it's, it makes me feel like the old games, like in previous years where you had to kind of sit and figure stuff out. Yeah. It's not very linear. You, you can do whatever you want to, to figure out how to get places or do things. It's not necessarily the exact right thing. Um, in uh, response to that, my brain, every single minute of this game is going, I am the dumbest motherfucker on earth because I'm doing things wrong. Yeah. I get frustrated. These are puzzles for 10-year-olds. I know. I, cause I, I'll <laughs> like make a bridge out of a bunch of uh, logs yeah. and just climb up things when there's clearly a, a, an easy answer. There was this one like uh, shrine that I was in where I was... I couldn't figure out how to get to this one spot, so I kept walking these like balance beam things and falling, dying, reloading, falling, dying. It took me like an hour to get to the top of this thing. I look over, I could have easily glided to this ladder that was clearly meant to take you up there. Very dumb, but uh, I've made it to uh, a pretty respectable 
length of time in the game. And I, I, I do think that it's very good. Um, sometimes very frustrating. But when you finally figure out what you're doing wrong, you also think that you're very dumb, but you, you feel satisfied that you figured it out. And if all else fails, you just build a giant bridge with a bunch of yeah. logs glued together. And then you dab. Yes, you dab. And you, and you do your, your TikTok dance. Yes, but not in Montana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can't do it there. Banned. Dancing is banned. Anyways, it's a fine game. It's made for children, but uh, uh, I saw a post the other day where it was like, Zelda, you know, all these games were easier when you were a kid because if you got frustrated and confused, you just had to sit around and wait for more brain matter to grow inside your head. Adults, yeah. they have very limited time. Their brain matter is going down. So you have to figure things out as quickly as possible. You, you set it down for a day and you, you forget everything. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm sure Elliot will get around to playing it. Nope, I still don't own a fucking Switch. And at this point, Nintendo, you need to ease up on the price controls. There's no reason a Switch should cost that much. Come on. Come on. It's been around for like five years. I think it's a, a fairly decent price range. 300 bucks for a portable and... Uh, I can buy a fucking portable, like, gaming PC for, for that much now. No, the thing like, it's like, come on. the Steam one's like 500 bucks. No, but that, the other's like two uh, yeah. competitors to it. That are well, like you don't get those good. Nintendo exclusives like Mario Kart. Oh, Zelda. yeah, there's no way to play those Shut on up. any other, any other uh, device. That would be, be a crime. How could you possibly... How could anyone play... It's not possible. It's just not possible. You have to buy Nintendo's hardware to play Nintendo's games. Elliot hates developers. <laughs> I, I I'm too stupid to know actually how to do that though. If I'm being honest, these days yeah. I just so I know I know I know other people that do. I was like, oh, I didn't know you had a switch. He's like, the thing is, <laughs> I don't. I'm like, oh, hello, nine one one. I've got a crime to report. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get back to Elliot's legal battles in the next episode. Not mine. <laughs> Not my legal battles. Uh, Elon Musk's legal battles with someone uploading uh, the Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie every second that that platform exists. Uh, but in the meantime. Like the video right now. Do it. Do it right now. If you like pew, the video, pew, Confetti pew. Goes Up, you help our channel grow. You are helping. You're doing something by clicking a button or leaving a comment. It's the easiest Do thing it. in the world. Do it. Are you subscribed? Do it. Are you subscribed? Are you not entertained? Come on. Subscribe so we'll hit 250,000. Do it. Now you're blowing out the audio. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave you alone now that you've done it. Uh, be sure to watch the most recent tech. Watch them. The most recent Tech News Day and also a heavily outdated of episode of Weekly Weird News. I, I went home to see my mom for Mother's Day. That's why we're doing only three episodes this week. I'm sorry. They're up there now. Bye. 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 <laughs>